Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Rachel Freeman Sowers live show, the go-to place for female professionals and entrepreneurs who want to be more bold in the expression of themselves, their mission, and their truth in business and in life. And tonight's show is going to be freaking awesome. Now, I will tell you, there's going to be some real talk in the show, and if you've seen my posts yet... <laughs> I confess that I love talking about emotion almost as much as I love talking about sex. And I don't know if you guys actually knew that about me. I know some of you do. <laughs> Make sure to say hello in the comments and let us know where you are joining us from. I want to say hello to you. And my guest tonight, I met in another Facebook group. I find the best Facebook groups of the most kick-ass women who are doing the most remarkable work. And I love as you all know, I love really bringing topics to the surface that so seldom many of us or so many people aren't talking about. And I can tell you sex, intimacy, and pleasure is something that is not talked about as much as it should be, or as much as I think it should be, because it is really important to create a magnificent business and a magnificent life, not with another person always, but with yourself. I mean, this goes back to the same premise that I'm always talking about, to know yourself. And yes, to know yourself in a sexual way, to know yourself in an intimate way, and to know yourself in a pleasure way. Now, we're not talking all of this R-rated or whatever, you know, we're not going to extremes here. But our culture has been one that has shamed these topics for such a freaking long time, and we need to stop it. We need to knock it off and say that this stuff can be talked about. So guess what? We are talking about it. My guest tonight is a wonderful person who, like I said already, who I met through a Facebook group, and we had a discussion about what she does and what her gifts are and how she offers that and impacts the world with it. And the one thing that was so invigorating and so just purely joyful for me was this isn't limited to just men. This isn't limited to just women. This isn't limited to just straight people, right? If you read my post, there is a lot of sexual stigmas and all those things about lesbians, about gays, bisexuals, transgender, queer, questioning, intersex, asexual, and pansexual. Like if you are human, this is a topic that you, I'm just saying it, I'm going to own it. You need to know about, and you need to know how it relates to yourself. So this woman I'm going to bring on, I forgot to ask her how to say her last name, but I'm going to say it anyway and hope that I say it right. Her name is Claire Sente. Sente. She can correct me. She is laughing in the background. You can't see her, but I can see her down here on my screen. And so I want to read to you her bio. Listen up close because she is a multifaceted person and I want you to hear this. Claire is a sexual empowerment coach. Her passion is helping women feel confident and sensually connected to their bodies. She was drawn to the field of sexuality in college while studying nutrition at Indiana University. There she took her first human sexuality course and immediately wanted to change majors. Her immigrant parents weren't comfortable with the idea of a daughter who was a sex therapist, so she continued her studies as a dietitian. She followed the path that was expected of a middle-class woman in the 1980s and graduated from college, found a good job, got married, and gave birth to two beautiful children. 
That's what I was taught I was supposed to do. I didn't really do that. <laughs> the path she didn't expect to travel included a divorce, a second divorce, a short sale of her home, narrowly avoiding bankruptcy, discovering that her teenage daughter was molested as a child by her former father-in-law, living with a family member struggling with addiction, and reinventing herself a couple times. During her career change from dietitian to massage therapist 10 years ago, Claire became friends with a mentor and business owner who taught a non-sexual version of Tantra to men with erectile dysfunctions. In the following five years, Claire worked with over a thousand men to teach them how to breathe correctly, relax their nervous system, circulate sensual energy, and feel more confident and connected to their bodies. She loves to share the wisdom she has learned from her mistakes and her study of Tantra to help other women and men develop a healthy relationship with their bodies and enjoy sexual confidence. Please help me welcome Blair to the show. Welcome. All right. So throughout that introduction, you know, we see kind of this journey that you have to become this sexual empowerment coach. Tell me a little bit about what was the one turning point and not just the thing in college, but in working with men and women, because that is something that not everyone does. And I loved hearing when we met that you also worked with men, because I think it's a huge thing for women to be able to work with men and women at the same time. I didn't plan it that way. As you read the bio, that was just my way to try Mm. and witch and reinvent myself and get into the massage world. And then I found I was good at it. And because men just needed to have a safe place that someone wouldn't laugh at them, Mm. that they learn to get in touch with their body and Mm -hmm. breathe and show a vulnerable side and Mm -hmm. be vulnerable. And maybe because I think you said in the bio, it's for people, men who had struggled with premature ejaculation. So they had such a small window of, I think I'm getting excited and oh my gosh, and Mm -hmm. then it happens. And I'm so ashamed of that. Mm -hmm. So to take that shame level down to just, this is biology. This is what you've learned. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't matter. We're just going to keep, it's a safe place. And Mm -hmm. I think that was like, that's a theme. And I realized that people didn't have that. I think I so wanted it desperately in my Mm -hmm. life to give me, (laughs) in my life, I wanted people to give me a safe place to be me. And that Mm -hmm. I was just naturally going to give that to people because I so craved it myself. Again, so I got work with so many different men in Mm -hmm. three years. And I was like, this is easy and it's like fixable. And it's so, it's so rewarding because I'm Mm -hmm. knowing that these men, if they had, whether they have a male partner or a female partner, but most of them were heterosexual, they would at least feel more empowered to be with their partner Mm -hmm. and not feel like a failure. I think that you bring a special skill to the table because in working with both men and women, it's kind of like me. I For 18 years, I've had experience with multiple different people, helping them find their way in life, helping them heal themselves, all of those kinds of things. And when you have a more than one perspective, it is always, I believe, better for your clients and better for who you serve. And I just want to ask the audience, and you don't have to answer in the comments if you don't feel comfortable, but how many of you have ever felt shamed around sex, intimacy, and pleasure? I mean, I'm almost 49 years old, and I have had just in the last, I would say the last five to six years, people telling me not to display affection to my wife. I'm fucking 49. You know, that's not about me, but still about that is the shame. It's not about you. And yeah. all of the stuff we take in, yep. that we get from religion and our family and schools and society, 
It's not about us. It's about these other rules that are trying to have us fit something that no one, if we fit it, no one's going to be happy. No one's going to end up feeling good. It's like we just perpetuate this awful thing. <laughs> well, you know, you and I both know and, and communicating with some very the same people is that it, the awful thing is shame. The awful thing is why can't we talk about it? And if you're not comfortable talking about that, it's totally cool. You don't have to. And yet I, I want to. Most people, you wouldn't because if you were brought up and you said, hey, mom, like I still remember my this coming up out of the blue, a girlfriend from college. And when her, she had a daughter before I did, and remember she said she was sitting on the floor and her husband came home and her five-year-old daughter is sitting with her legs spread apart on the floor. And she goes, daddy, did you know that I have three holes? And he was like, oh, Jesus, and walks out the door. And it's like, can we have these conversations? Or is it like, no, you don't, you know, Susie, don't say that. Go to your room. And it's like, what? I mean, if I said, hey, mom, I have two holes in my nose and a holes in my ears and a hole in my mouth, like, would she say, no, go to your room, like shame on you. And so we do, we have all these messages that this shut us down from having conversations Mm -hmm. about something that is so important to our whole psychology of feeling good about ourselves or feeling Mm -hmm. normal because Mm -hmm. we wouldn't exist if there wasn't a sex drive. I mean, we wouldn't exist. It's one of the strongest drives in the world. And we're trying to pretend that we can fit it in a little box and it fits Mm -hmm. this way. And so many of us, oh, buy this product or whatever, you don't fit in this box. And then we walk around shamed. And then when you're shamed, you can't live your full expression of yourself. And your full expression includes your sexuality. Well, and you can't communicate either if you don't know yourself. So I always go back to this. It's important to know how you are. And we're not just talking about sex. I mean, we're talking about intimacy and pleasure also. Like if you don't know what kind of intimacy that you like, if you don't know how to pleasure yourself, if you don't know, like, have you ever sat down at a meal and you're just like, oh my God, this is so good to where almost like it was orgasmic. So we're not in this conversation, just limiting it to sex. But when you go back to knowing yourself, then it's easier to talk to your partner about it. The reason I'm bringing this up is because Claire said, hey, Rachel, you want to take this quiz? And I was like, sure, I'm good for a quiz. I took the quiz and Ronica took the quiz and it's a, I think it's a sexual compatibility quiz. So Claire, tell us a little about the quiz. Sure. It comes from a great book that was on this reading list for class that I was in and it's called Come As You Are and it's by Emily Nagoski. And it was so great because it talked about something that I was like, why shouldn't more men and women know about this? It talks about that you have a gas pedal and a brake pedal and that your whole sex drive or how much you love sex or you think about sex has to do with both. It's not just about how strong your accelerator is because for most women, it's more about the brake pedal. So this is, she calls it SES, sexual excitation something, and cis is sexual inhibition something. So you've got your cess and your cis. And so there was this quiz that uh, we can put a link again for people to mm-hmm. take. What'd you find out, Rachel? Okay, well, here we go. Some people may be surprised and some people are like, I'm not surprised at all. All right, so I took the quiz first. And then on the inhibitors, I scored a number three. So that's love for people who would be like, in terms of the break, the inhibitors, 
you have, it could be 20 points and you have three. So it could go from zero to 20 is the scale. And Mm -hmm. so you have three, which means not a lot of things are hitting your brake pedal, right? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. Not a lot of things hit my brake pedal because yeah. Now that didn't, that wasn't always the case for me, mind you, because, you know, as many of you know, I've drawn, I've grown up with some religious trauma and things like that. So I did a three on the first one and Ronica, who actually said, print me out a new one. Cause I don't want to see your answers. Cause I don't want it to influence it. Perfect. She got a six, which is starting, I, I believe starting into the middle, but still mm-hmm. is on the lower end. Cause if you think it's zero to 20, it's not 16, it's not 12. You're still both. So what, if I was, didn't know you would be like, okay, that is an easier compatibility is that you both don't have a lot of things that hang you up, you know, cause things mm-hmm. that would be on that would be, okay, I'm in the middle of like really getting turned on by my partner. And then I hear the baby cry or I hear mm-hmm. a knock at the door or something. And I'm like, no, I'm done. I need it to be just right to be in the mood. So mm-hmm. that's low for both of you or on the lower end. So I think, I think I'm going to bring this up right here, although we still need to talk about the second half of the quiz. But I will be completely honest with you and all of my viewers till the end of time until this video is destroyed somewhere. I will tell you that menopause has affected some of that. Now, I don't think it's affected my drive, but sometimes it has affected the comfort level and the capacity. Yes. Perfect. Yes. So, like perfect meaning I'm not happy, like perfect that that's good for you, but perfect, like explaining that because I too, I was like, you know, mother nature, you've got a really wicked sense of humor because now I don't have to worry about a period. And now it's like, I, I feel good about my body. Like let's move forward. Great lover. Like I finally have opened up my body and now wait, what? My body's changing. That ability to just let's keep going isn't there. Or uh, women in peri or post-menopause, mm-hmm. vaginal walls can get thinner. You cannot have as much uh, lubrication as you did when you were younger. And then you have to compensate for that. But like that could be something that becomes an inhibitor. So you're right. That could get right. added. And it comes down to tricks of where you put a fan because you can be having a hot flash and wanting to become um, sexual all at the same time. And so I was like, no, don't position the fan there. Position the fan over there. I mean, like, this is just real talk. I, I warned you guys it was going to be real talk tonight. Like, I'm not going to, my new coach challenged me like, Rachel, what would it be if you turn it up to a 10? I was like, oh, these poor people. But this is what it would be like to talk about this stuff and to share tips and tricks about how to create more pleasure. And then Sometimes the intimacy of that is just laying beside each other is that my wife and I are in bed and we're both reading books, like we're creating an intellectual connection. So we'll talk a lot about like sexual compatibility, but I think this can also reflect on how like intimacy is for each person and where each person is on that level. I mean, I can see this quiz being so helpful. All right, so let's move on. And now the second part is the breaks, right? Uh, no, the second I, part is the gas. Uh, oh, let's see. How did we do this? So I hope we didn't turn this around for you. I think the first Yeah, one the exciter. Okay, good. Yeah? Okay, so on the exciter scale, I scored a 20. <laughs> wow, you are going at 100 miles an hour, girlfriend. <laughs> Don't tell anybody. <laughs> My wife scored a 16. 
you guys are pretty compatible for uh, for when things are working right. It's like you don't have a lot of inhibitors and go gas pedal, go. Nice. Okay, so let me ask you this question then. Well, even though we scored these scores, which I believe, you know, obviously I believe are true to us. There are still moments when these scores aren't every time. I'm wondering, how do you use this tool in working with individuals? Actually, I love using this tool, mm-hmm. but I don't want it to be like a diagnosis because mm-hmm. I, I remember I loved doing personality assessment before <laughs> I got into sexual empowerment and it helped me to understand people. But I realized that nobody wants to feel like you put someone in a box and this is who you are and mm-hmm. I'm multifaceted and I don't want to mm-hmm. be put into a box. Right. So how this tool is helpful is that you are to know that you've got a gas pedal and a brake pedal is key for any, for man or woman. And then I love how Emily has even a workbook that says, think about your best sex, like a great sexual experience you had with your partner and then break it down and be like, what were the contexts, as she likes to call it? What were the things that lined up that worked for you? Like in this gas pedal, like both of us, I score higher in that too, is that the way someone smells is a big one for me. I can't help it. Like I can walk around and be like, oh, you smell good. And it's almost like a random stranger. That's just how it works for me. It smells good. I mean, I'm not going to jump on that person, but it's like something that it's part of. So to know yourself, to know some things like what works for you so we can stack it in your favor. Mm -hmm. If you like smells, if you like to have some time and get and take a shower so your body feels clean. And that's something that helps you to put your gas pedal on. Then let's figure out those things so Mm -hmm. we can put that together to create more intimacy for you and your partner if you want that. Right. I think that's the thing where not being embarrassed too, if something does like make your gas pedal go, because okay, here we go. Yeah, I'm just saying this stuff. It's down to 10. Lord help me. Is like I I love unusual places. The the kind of <laughs> the kind of riskier, the better, the more like exhilarating it is, and some of those kinds of things. And Veronica's like, mm, yeah, it just makes me scared. Someone's gonna catch us. So it's really being Perfect. able to talk about those things. And again, this is so much a part of knowing yourself and accepting all of these parts of ourselves that don't make us bad or that don't make us wrong or don't make us dysfunctional. You know, and again, I just want to preface, we are not talking about extremes. We're not talking about diagnoses. We're not talking about any of those things. We are talking about how things can play in the gray, like I always say. Right. So if you are someone where you like, so who was just telling me this? Someone was so fun. Oh, I think one of my new clients, she said, yeah, I remember my girlfriend. We went to this house and her mom, her mom, it was like before a wedding and she goes, oh, this will be a great Airbnb. You can do it over here. You can do it over here. You can do it over here. And the woman was like, oh my God, because the mom would be more like that. And then the daughter was like, no, 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 no. We're going to be in the bed. Mm -hmm. And so it's good to know yourself. You should know yourself. And because if someone asks you to be out of your comfort zone, then there's never really great sex when you are so far out of your comfort zone that you don't feel safe. You don't feel like you could trust 
your partner. These are the things that really, because a good orgasm is about surrendering. No one's going to surrender if they're like holding on because they don't know what's happening next. It's true being trusting with your partner and feeling mm-hmm. safe and letting go. And there's nothing better in the world than that surrender. But we have to create those environments so that someone who isn't used to that and has never had a great orgasm or maybe multiple orgasms or, or just, yeah, one great orgasm, like we've got to start and create safety in their own body yeah. first yeah. and then safety with their partner. I mean, it just builds from there. Well, and I mean, like, I appreciate this discussion and I don't know how many other people are going to appreciate this, this discussion, but honestly, it doesn't really matter because oftentimes these are the things that need to be talked about. These are the things that need to be normalized about a conversation. And even when you watch razor commercials on TV, they never would have, when I was little, they never would have put a woman shaving in a pair of underwear on the inside of her leg ever. That never would have been on TV. And that's where they're at. You need women to wear there. Right. That's awful that they don't give you real life. So then you grow up thinking, what? Something wrong with me? Mm -hmm. I, I need a razor there. What are, let's just say, three tips, two or three tips that you would give males or females? Just give us three tips and then we'll wrap up the show. I know that after I could say working with 1,200 guys and not quite 100 women, that the breathing is like the best sex tool that you can come up with because you have to come home to your body. So we're in our head and nothing great happens when our body, when we're just in our head. So we need to move that into back into our body and we do that through breath. So really taking time and just like calming down and breathing. I love breathing with partners beforehand because it's like one person could be, I went through the day and I'm all jacked up. Another person was feeling on the couch and it's like you're in these different energy fields and just breathing together. So breathing, it is so underrated and it is like the best performance tool ever because you use certain breath to move energy around and fire you up if you have trouble with that and you use certain breath to calm yourself down if you are excited too easily. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's adjustable. So I do a lot of breath work teaching. And um, the second one. Second one is to know you're not broken, to know that you're not, that you don't have to change one thing about you. You are who you are. And I know the world didn't tell us this. Gosh darn it. You have to own who you are and love who you are. Because when you can love and accept yourself, then you have so much more to give. When you're looking for that other person to be that something for you, you're always going to come up short. And then there's going to be struggle in that relationship because they're not going to be able to give you everything that you need. You can't even give everything to yourself. So those would be probably the top two. And we didn't get that message. So I say that over and over. The world Mm -hmm. has not given you the message that you are perfect the way you are. Yes, someone can grow from there, but you don't want to come from a place of, oh, my breasts aren't big enough. I got to go do something. I got to lose weight before I can have Mm -hmm. an orgasm. Really? I mean, no. So I think that is such a great end to this show because I, like you, in working with my clients, know that they are complete and whole just as they are. There's been patterns of behaviors that they've been taught to have, ways of thinking that they've been taught to have. And when we can notice that these are the things that are really no longer helpful for us to think or believe about ourselves, that's when we can truly create this expansion that allows us to feel more secure and more safe within ourselves and therefore trust us and trust others more. So I would love to hear from you, whether you're watching this live or recording 
What did you like about the show? What shocked you about the show? I may regret asking for these comments because there might be some haters that are going to comment on it later. But I just am so appreciative for Claire coming here and having this discussion with me. Don't think it's the last time that we're going to talk about sex on the Rachel Freeman Cyrus Live Show. We will talk about it again in the future. So I'll just end this video like I end every single video. And I want to encourage you to stay true to yourself be kind to others and always, always, always honor the wise woman that is within you. I hope to see you all on the next Rachel Freeman's Hours live show. Thanks so much. Bye.